I'm joined this morning by Connecticut Commission on the Arts Master Teaching Artist Bob Bloom. He was given that honor back in 1997, and he puts on drum shows for a lot of different places, including schools and senior centers all over eastern Connecticut. Bob, good to have you back again. What have you been doing lately? Oh, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, thanks, Wayne, for having me on this morning. Yeah, the good news is that the schools have reopened, and so I'm able to get into the classrooms and do a lot of drumming stuff with the kids. And then, as we were just talking about, on this coming uh, Wednesday night at the Packing House in Wellington, I'm doing a, uh, a program. The title is uh, Drum Circle 55+. Plus, and this one is going to be a participatory music event uh, at the Packing House in Wellington, uh, for uh, active seniors who are 55 years of age and over. I'm bringing drums. They're invited to bring their own drums. And we're going to be doing songs together by people like James Brown and the Beatles and the Grateful Dead and Marvin Gaye. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Now, what Beatles song do you perform on the drums for the 55-plus crowd? I saw her standing there. All right, we're going to play a little clip of that. Now, let's back this up. This is the audio version of it. Where were you when you performed this with the 55-plus crowd? That was at the uh, Colchester Senior Center um, a little bit, oh gosh, it's only maybe a couple of months ago. And there were 30 or 40 people in the room uh, playing along. And in fact, <laughs> I have a video of that, and you can see people who are in the kitchen, and they were drumming along with the people as well. 35. <laughs> A little bit to get the crowd into it, but once you did, you had them rolling there, and they were tapping their toes and that stuff. Now, what we just heard is basically you singing, and you're playing the drums, and that's it. There's no guitar, no other instruments. So, how do you make that work? What you do is, is is you create enough of a rhythm pattern that people can follow very easily, and what carries the tune along is the fact that the drumming is creating this foundation that I can sing on. And uh, it creates the melody and the uh, beat and the rhythm of, of, of popular songs. What drums did you have on that day, and what drums will you have and be playing coming up on Wednesday at the Pecking House? Well, what I play is actually an assortment of drums. I have Brazilian-style uh, drums that I play. Those are called surdus. And I also have an instrument, uh, uh, which is uh, it's fashioned after a drum from Thailand. It's called a klong yao. And the people who are playing along have a pretty wide array of drums as well. They have bongo drums, which are a Latin-based instrument. They have djembes, which are an African-style instrument. 
and they have what we call frame drums, which are just like a round frame, and uh, it, they're very simple to play, they're very simple to hold, and they have a lot of curiosity for people. And what was nice about what you were just hearing, too, is everything was spontaneous about that. There was no preparation, there's no teaching, there's no right and there's no wrong. It's just, let's play together, ready, set, go. Yeah, you could see some people singing along, some people kind of doing a lip sync kind of thing, but they're 55-plus. So a song like a Beatles song, they pretty much know the words and the lyrics and so forth. Most drummers that people see are sitting behind their drum set. You are standing for this. Do you do both styles? I do. Yeah, in fact, on uh, Wednesday night when I'm at the packing house, I will be sitting to play what I call a spice rack. That, it, that's, that instrument has an array of different drums in it, like you were just mentioning, that you see drummers sitting behind. Uh, there's a bass drum, there's tom-toms, but once again, I incorporate the Brazilian drums, I incorporate an African drum to that, so I get a, a, a very different kind of a sound from those instruments. Now, will you be doing something like I Saw Her Standing There on Wednesday night? Oh, I will always do that song. <laughs> Audience involvement also. Yes, totally. That's what it's all about. Everything I do is basically around the level of interactivity that I can generate. Bob, I think it's safe to say that most kids do some form of drumming in their development, whether it's, you know, banging on the back of a tin can or whatever, but you took it to a whole new level. What was it that floated your boat about drums back in your formative years? Actually, both of my parents had played. They had both played in their high school bands, and they played in their marching bands and in their concert bands. When I was eight years old, they got me a snare drum, a practice pad, and a book, and I would lock myself in my room and play along to military hymns, which was probably the best thing I could have done because it makes you play very steadily. And then I just continued on. I always played through grammar school and high school, a bit in college, and uh, now it's, it's been my full-time uh, work since around 1995. Bob, can I ask you to pick your favorite drum? Pick my favorite drum. Wow. Oh, my. If I send you to a desert island, which drum are you taking with you? <laughs> you know what? Okay. I'll tell you. My favorite drum would actually be, it's an African-style bass drum. It's called a June June. And I played that when I was a member of a legendary African uh, percussion group uh, under the direction of Dr. Babatunde Olatunji. And I played the bass drum for him, that June June instrument. And I just love that feeling that it gives you when you're playing something that has a, a low response to it. So it kind of just, it just kind of grabs you in such a way that it feels really good to play. Would that be the drum you played on Fanga Alafia? Uh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just picking a cut that I see that you play here, and I'm thinking, that sounds like it might be the same one. It, it, it very likely is. It very likely is. Yeah, I have to say, to answer your question, yeah, I just absolutely love that drum. And I have one that was handmade. Uh, it's 1,000-year-old it's cedar. It's a, from a tree that came down in a storm on Vancouver Island. And uh, one of the other drummers in Ola Tunji's group uh, made that drum. And I've had that now, boy, for years and years, and I just love playing it. That's an amazing story. Is there more to it, how you got a thousand-year-old piece of wood? Yeah, they, they counted the rings. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've performed all over the place, New Haven International Festival of Arts and Ideas, uh, the Bushnell 
first night celebrations in Hartford, Bridgeport, Westport, Worcester, Providence, and Boston. But you've also performed for the Capitol Theater, Arts of the Capitol Theater in Willimantic. What do you try to get across to those students? That was a great project. Uh, what I did was I went into the uh, STEM Academy in, in Wyndham, and I worked... That's the Barrow STEM Academy? Yes, Barrow STEM, yeah, Barrow. And, and I worked with the third graders and their music teacher. And I went in there, and we rehearsed with those kids just for one session, like 40, 45 minutes or so. And then uh, I was at that event you were just mentioning at the Capitol Theater, uh, in which I put those kids on stage, and uh, the music teacher arranged for them to all have matching T-shirts. And we got up there and did a couple of songs together, and we absolutely rocked the house. And those kids left that stage absolutely beaming. And then that was followed by what I'm doing at t- from time to time as well, is I will bring a band along to play like a Beatles song. So there's a bass player, a guitar player, a keyboard player, and we followed those kids onto the stage, and then instruments came out for the entire audience. And once again, we just we raised the roof that night. Bob, who are the drummers, plural, that you admire the most right now? And they might not necessarily be rock and roll drummers. You know, when I was growing up, I, I listened to a lot of jazz, and uh, my idol in, in the world of jazz drumming was Joe Morello. He was the drummer on that legendary song by Dave Brubeck, Take Five. And I always loved the way he approached drumming because he didn't just bang away at the things. When he was playing, you could hear the melody of the song also going along at the same time that he's playing on his drum set. And even when he was taking a solo, you could still sense the melody of a song in his playing. And he had a real sensitive touch. And so he was my original idol. Well, you know, our little drummer boy here, my former news director, Mike Morissette, he's a big-time drummer, plays in like a thousand different bands, but he would often talk about Gene Krupa. Thoughts on Gene Krupa? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and in that era of drummers, there was the Gene Krupa, there was um, Buddy Rich, there was Louis Belson, and those drummers really made some of those big bands happen. You know, Gene Krupa with Benny Goodman, as for instance. And uh, they were also legendary in their time. They all had their particular styles. They had a sound that was identifiable. You know, I got to actually do uh, two duets at two different occasions with one of those famous drummers, Louis Belson. And he was playing the drum kit, and I was playing an African-style djembe, and we just were able to just link together the stuff that, that we were performing for people. And it was just a joy for me to be on a stage with such a legendary drummer. Another one that Mike really admired was the late Neil Peart, the uh, drummer for Rush. Thoughts about him? Yes, he, he, he passed away not too long ago. And once again, there was a drummer who had his own style, you know, I went to a, a seminar one time with the drummer who plays on Billy Joel's hit, um, um, uh, Don't Go Changing to Try to Please Me. Just the way you are. Yeah, just the way you are. And he was another one of these drummers who said, look, develop your own way of doing things. Be different. And that's how you can really get you know, going in, in, in the music business, is to develop a style of your own. And that's what like a Neil Peart did. Where does a Ringo Starr fit on this list? Ringo Starr is one of my favorite drummers. He, he also had a particular style, 
And when you listen to Beatles songs and you listen to the way he approached the Beatles songs, he always had exactly the right feel. He never overplayed. He never did too much. He wasn't putting on a big show. He was just exactly right in everything he played. And I admire him a lot. I learned a lot from, from um, listening and watching Ringo. Bob, you're, you're doing your drum show at the Packing House on Wednesday night, and this area has had such a legacy of great performing venues. Shabu comes to mind, of course, but I don't know that the Packing House is as widely known as that. Tell people what that venue is like and uh, what, its, what its mission is. Yeah, the uh, Packing House is at 156 River Road in Willington, and it's a, it used to be a mill. It was a, it was a mill, uh, a thread mill, on uh, the Hall Pond, and there's a river that comes by, and it was you know a, a thread mill for years and years, and now it's a um, a state historic uh, uh, venue. The full name of it is the Eastern Connecticut Center for History, Arts, and Performance. There's a museum segment in there, and there's also artist residencies in there. So there's always rotating art that's going on in the building, and there's also um, a, a permanent museum of some of the equipment that was used uh, during its thread-making days. Then where I'll be is they have a concert venue, which is absolutely fabulous. It is beautiful in there. It's comfortable. It's well-lit. Uh, you can actually bring your own refreshments, your own beverages. Uh, usually the fees that they charge are quite reasonable. They get top talent. They very much promote um, local talent. They have um, what's called the Talent Showcase on uh, Wednesday nights, the second Wednesday of every month. So people who can you know, play an instrument or, or, or write poetry or do whatever, puppetry, can have an opportunity to do a performance with a live audience at this venue. It's got a professional sound system. They show movies in there. You can get information by calling there. Um, they also have a, uh, um, uh, a website, ec-chap-org. Uh, the director of the Packing House is very, very committed to arts and promoting arts. His name is Tom Buccino, and uh, my hat is, is off to him for all the work he puts into for promoting local music. Yeah, we've had Tom on with you before here in the studio. So if people want to see local talent Bob Bloom Wednesday night, tickets at the door, tickets in advance, how does that work? That's, uh, yeah, you can call 518 79 one nine four seven four, and Tom will answer the phone. You can buy tickets that way, or once again, you can go online to their website, which I just mentioned, ec-chap-org, and uh, buy your tickets online or cash at the door. All right, drummer Bob Bloom joining us this morning. He'll be at the Packing House coming up Wednesday night, starting at seven thirty. Keep on drumming. Thank you very much, Bob. Thanks for having me, Wayne. I saw her standing there on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.